You're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. Today's guest is a mom, a wife, and a personal branding strategist, photographer, and a podcast host of the Second Phase podcast. I get to speak with Robin Graham, who is putting her passion to work by helping others create personal and professional brands. She helps them stand out and make an impact. We're going to learn about the five C's of branding and why it's so important, how to get those values, visions, and passions that you have to create a niche as well as your personal brand and how those can mirror each other and why they should. Without further ado, let's get on to today's show. Hi, Robin. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. This has been a long time coming, so let's get started. How about you start with telling us who you are and who you help and your background. Well, thank you, Michelle. I am thrilled to be here. My name is Robin Graham, and I am a former pharmacist converted to professional photographer and personal branding strategist. I also have a podcast, the Second Phase Podcast. I am mom to three, 2018 and 12, two boys and a girl. I'm married to a really great guy, and I have a dog named Daisy. (laughs) I live in southeastern Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, and that's me in a nutshell. Very cool. So you said a lot there. I kind of want to unpack one thing you said. I didn't know this about you, Robin. You are a former pharmacist, and now you're an entrepreneur. Can you just real quick kind of take us on that journey of how you made that leap from this amazing career, well-paying career, to like branching out and being your own boss, being an entrepreneur. I would love for you to tell our audience about that. So it was somewhat of a leap of faith, but what happened was my children were getting older. My husband has, we both have our doctorates in pharmacy and we were both having to travel and my husband was commuting and traveling globally. So we had no family here and my boys were getting older. They were playing travel sports. We had someone that came in. I just worked part-time. I was, I was really, I was freelancing. So I was working for myself and um, consulting, but I was writing and so I would have to go to conferences or, you know, different meetings around the country. And so our woman named, my daughter called her wall. She came into our house and watched my daughter for me, who was three at the time. And she became very ill. So we lost her and our oldest was starting to exhibit some signs of anxiety. And we thought, you know, this lifestyle is really probably not helping We were like two ships passing in the night. The stress level was getting high with deadlines and traveling and so on and so forth. And I had always loved photography. I had taken classes and my husband would see me light up when I was taking pictures and creating. And he said, why don't you do something with that? You love it. And of course I thought, oh, he's crazy. Like nobody's going to take me serious. I'm a pharmacist. I'm a scientist, you know, and (laughs) My mother was an artist and, you know, I was somewhat of a rebel. I didn't want to be like my mother. So I wanted a high power career and (laughs) whatever. Well, 
Well, at that point in time, I started a blog on January 1st, 2011, and within six weeks, I had my first customer, paying customer, and she was a musician and entertainer, and she's still my client today. I still do her headshots and her photography for her, even though she now lives in um, Montana. So she comes back, you know, and, and I still work with her, but that was it. I knew at that moment in time, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create visual content for people who, you know, need, had a website for people who needed to show themselves as their business, as their brand. And so that's how I got into personal branding. Yeah, that's so amazing. That was going to be my next question too, because thank you for saying that, by the way, the leap of faith, leaving and walking away from such a lucrative career that you worked so hard for, you mentioned you had a doctorate for it and then you started photography. So then what was that transition like from photographer to brand strategist? Because that was probably another little bit of a shift or a pivot you had to make. You know, this, I'm so glad you asked this because it's actually very important and it's a huge part of my journey because for many years I was taking every job that came my way because I felt like I have to make this work. I put myself out here. I'm not the type to fail. So I will do absolutely everything and work myself to the bones to make sure that I'm successful. And so I was taking every job that came my way and I really hadn't developed a true identity with my photography. You know, I was, I was not doing weddings that I made the decision very early on, but I was doing family portraits. I was doing headshots. I was doing branding. I was doing product work. I was doing events and it, there wasn't a real genuine focus. And I really wasn't feeling as fueled as I thought I was going to be like my passion for photography was kind of waning. And so I read a book called Badass Your Brand by Pia Silva. And I, when I read that book, she talked about how you have to niche down. And that was it for me. I was like, this is what I love. I love doing professional headshots because it gives me insight back into my corporate life. And I, and I work with a lot of pharmaceutical executives. So I get that connection and I love that because it, you know, brings all that um, scientific and, and higher knowledge back for me. And then I do the personal branding photography and I decided, you know what, those are the two things that I love and that's what I'm going to focus on. And so Such that's good stuff there. Yeah. And my business completely transformed at that point. And the more I got into working and creating visual content, I realized how few people know what it really takes to build a personal brand. And so, you know, they now they have pictures, but what do they do with these pictures? People don't even know how to put them on their website for SEO. You know, they don't understand the concept of niching down and really focusing on creating content to grow the know, like, and trust factor with their ideal audience and even identifying their ideal audience. So all of those facets became something that I could offer to my clients. So I created like that subset of my business to now where that's what I do. I build personal brands. Wow. That is so amazing. I love that you took your passion and then kind of pivoted into something that really marries like the head and the heart because you were like I was missing this aspect and a lot of people think that passion is the only piece of the recipe for doing what you love and like pursuing your higher purpose and that's just a piece of it and I go into that a lot with my clients is that passion is a lot like gasoline it fuels you but gasoline just like any other natural resource there's no endless supply and there's gas stations that you have to go to refuel. And that's the equivalent of us like going and doing self-care or filling up our own cups 
to keep that passion high and consistent. Otherwise, if you work to the bone, you will burn out and that passion will leave you. And then you'll kind of blame, oh, maybe that wasn't my passion. And that's always not the case. So that's great for you saying that. So now I'm hearing like you kind of interweave a few things. You can interweave like niching or niching down, interweave that with personal branding and like figuring out who you want to work with that interweaves with personal branding. So I know you do the five C's of branding and we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches and budding entrepreneurs who listen to the show. So can you kind of break down the five C's of branding for us? Sure, sure. One thing I want to add to what you just said, though, because I think it's so important when you're merging the mind and the heart or marrying the mind and the heart and talking about passion, I have what I call the branding equation. And it's um, your visions plus your values plus your passions equal your niche or your personal brand. And so that's something that it, it's not only the passion, you have to think of the, the visions and the values in combination with that. So that may help some of your, some of your clients or your audience as well. Okay. So the five seats are clarity, cohesive, consistent content and community. And if we start with clarity and clarity kind of comes back to your niche, you know, really having clarity on what you do, who you serve, how you serve them, and then who your audience is and really fine tuning that so that anything that you're putting out into the world, not only are you clear about what you do and who you serve, but your audience is completely clear on what you do and the problem that you're going to solve for them. And it really, it really comes down to having enough clarity that there is no doubt in someone's mind whether or not you can help them and that that they're your people because this will help you not only gain their trust but it will also push out the people that are not your people that you are not meant to work with that aren't going to fuel you and that are not going to be a good fit for you therefore are going to either frustrate you or you're going to frustrate them and there go your refute your reviews and your referral sources so clarity is really really important yeah I kind of made that mistake in the beginning of my business too I was like how you said kind of anyone who was willing to pay me and work with me I would take them on and then I quickly realized that some clients we meshed better than others. And it wasn't until I really got super clear on who exactly I wanted to help and the commonality between like those dreamy clients that I feel like in real life, if we lived in the same city, for example, we'd be legit friends. That clarity was so massive and then things got a lot easier. So that's great. Um, What was the next C? The next C is cohesive. And this, I like to start with So we have multiple platforms that we're on and each one of those platforms have to be cohesive. Everyone who stops at your website and then clicks through to your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your LinkedIn profile, even Pinterest, those have to be cohesive so that everyone that pops in to visit you knows specifically who you are, what you do, how you do it. But one of the key things that you can do, and it's so, so simple, is to just have a professional headshot and to have the same profile picture on every single one of those platforms so immediately people recognize you because you want to be recognizable, memorable, and shareable. And a simple way to do that is having a good headshot on as your profile picture. So your eyes are visible because people connect emotionally through the eyes and the smile. So you want to have you know, a picture that 
helps be cohesive, helps you be cohesive across all those platforms. In addition to your written content, you want to make sure that all of your messaging is the same. You don't want to have, you know, on one platform, say Instagram, you don't want to say you do you know, X, Y, Z, but then on your website, you have something different. You want to make sure that all of your communications are consistent and cohesive across all of those platforms. And that leads us to the next C, which is consistent. So cohesive and consistent kind of merge, but yet are a little bit different because when you're, when we talk about being consistent, we're also talking about showing up. And so, you know, if all of your platforms are are cohesive, it's easier for you to be consistent with showing up and representing yourself consistently. Yeah, you are still speaking my language right now. I'm like nodding my head. No one can see that, but I'm nodding my head because what you're saying, it's like so simple. And I know everyone has heard this before. They've heard me say it. Here's the thing. You kind of need to hear it 10 times before something clicks and that you're actually like, oh yeah, I do have to do this. And something as simple as like the same photograph that you have on your Instagram bio to your Facebook profile, to your Pinterest account is so helpful. Matter of fact, I need to go check my Pinterest because I don't think it's cohesive or consistent as far as the picture. And then the other thing I'm hearing too is we all get that little space for our bio to put our I help statement. Keep it the same, the same I help statement on your Pinterest, on your Facebook, as well as your Instagram. So super amazing. And I also love interviewing podcast hosts because I'm like, I don't even have to ask questions. You're just in there. Answering all the questions. I'm like, I was going to ask that, but she just said that the answer is so perfect. So we can keep on going. So we covered <laughs> clarity, cohesiveness, and that kind of goes hand in hand with consistency. So one more thing I want to say about consistency is that being consistent doesn't mean you have to show up on Instagram seven days a week. You can show up three times a week. That's what I do. And then I supplement with my stories because just to have that one platform suck all that energy and time out of me when I don't even own that platform isn't how I choose to spend my time. So, but I show up, my audience knows to expect me three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I take the weekends off from there. But where I, where I'm also consistent is on my blogs and then in my email distribution. So I send a newsletter once a week and then I send a second newsletter in through email regarding the podcast. So people know to expect me on Monday and Thursday and I'm not there every day, but they know to expect me. So that consistency helps them know that they can trust me. I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to provide value for them. So being consistent doesn't necessarily just mean showing up all the time. It means showing up. And when you show up providing consistent value. Okay, great. That's such a good point. I actually scaled back on my Instagram usage as well, because I would just find myself like mindlessly scrolling, even when I was posting three times a week. So now I have a little timer on my phone that tells me if I've been on there for over 20 minutes. And I try to cap it at 20 minutes a day. And like you, I post three times a week to my captions. One of them is really easy because it's my podcast weekly episode. And then I show up and hang out in the stories. And that's been really great. That's how we connected and a few others that are kind of in this entrepreneur slash podcasting world. So that gives you out there permission. You don't have to be everywhere seven days a week, one, two, maybe three times tops to get that one message on all your platforms, right? Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important because you have to give yourself a little bit of grace in this whole process <laughs> or you become overwhelmed and frustrated. Completely, especially for those of us who are building a business while we are working a nine to five like me. And that's kind of a perfect 
segue into the next C, which is content. Content, yes. And your content has to provide value. And I was recently asked this question um, in one of my podcast interviews, and the woman asked, um, so, you know, I see people post on Instagram, like a story about a dolphin. What does that have to do with their business? And is it okay to post things like that? Well, when we're talking about personal branding, yes, we want to show our personality. And if you care about dolphins, that's wonderful. But how does that story tie into your business and your personality within your business? So what I, what I explained to her is you always want to tie whatever it is you're putting out there back to your business and the problem that you're solving for people. And so content becomes, you know, you want to be, you want to provide value. You want to be entertaining, educating, inspiring. Think of putting content out there that is going to help your audience get to know you as a person. They want to know your personality because people do not buy products and services. They buy personality. So the more they see your personality, the more they're going to know you and like you and trust you, which ultimately at the end of the day, that's the whole point of putting out content is to get your audience to know you, like you and trust you, which will then allow you to sell without selling per se. You, you know, you don't have to feel like you're constantly pushing yourself, but it's, it's being able to create that content in a way that allows your audience just to get all the feels for you and your personality. I, I still agree. And it's so important to as entrepreneurs, as coaches and service based entrepreneurs, because when you meet someone that you can instantly vibe with, because you have that common ground, such as, you know, when we're moms and we find out, oh, you have two kids as well. Oh, you have two boys as well. Like, there's this instant connection. Like I get you girl, like we're boy mamas. Yeah. And that is so helpful. Same thing. Like if I was scrolling and there's this coach that I want to work with and she loves dolphins and I love dolphins. Well, in realistic in my world, it's wine. I'll be like, yeah, there's my fellow <laughs> wine drinker. So those things create connection. Not everything that you post doesn't have to be 1000% directly related back to your business or a call to action to work with you. Sprinkle in your personality because again, like you're saying, this attracts your perfect person to you. It creates that common ground. It's almost like an icebreaker. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, I know, you know, Allison Scholes, and I know Allison Scholes, and there's also um, the content bar by Brenna McGowan and Audrey Wolf, but there are some really incredible entrepreneurs who really hand content to you on a silver platter. So if you're really stressed out about content, you're really struggling to create content on your own. There are resources out there that are reasonably priced as well that you could tap into. But I think it's just the one thing to remember is just always provide value in addition to infusing your personality into that content. Is there such a thing as too much content or too valuable? Because I get this question a lot too, which is, how do I know if I'm giving away too much for free? My perspective on that is the more you give away, the more you're going to get. And I say that because I give a lot away. I mean, my, my lead magnets, I, you know, I think about it sometimes and anybody could start a personal brand or start a business based on the information that I put out there for free. And some of my eBooks are pages, pages long, and there's so much information there. And, you know, I think about that. Well, but here's how you have to think of it is you give things away and you're giving them away, but not everybody is going to be able to take that information and apply it to their business, or they don't have time to apply it to their business, or 
you're giving them a stepping stone so they learn this, but then there's still part that they don't know how to get to the next step. So they're going to hire you to get them to the next step and then the next step. So in my opinion, you cannot give away too much. And I think the more you give away and the more you put out into the world, the more people are going to trust you as someone who's credible and reliable. And you're going to be, like I said earlier, those three words, memorable, recognizable, and shareable. So they're going to appreciate that content. And then that's also a segue into referral sources because the more you put out, the more people are going to value you and they're going to spread your name around. Yeah, I completely agree. And what I say is a version of that too, whereas I never worry about giving away too much for free because I've had people say, oh my gosh, you are a wealth of knowledge, Michelle. I find your podcast or whatever it is so valuable. I'm wondering like, what am I going to get when I work with you on a paid basis? Yes. So that's always a good message. And I believe in abundance and not worrying about giving away something for free. Cause like you said, some people do need help in the handholding of putting it all together. I've heard the same message 10 times and I still needed a coach's help to put it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you said a key word there in, in abundance. And I think, you know, no matter what, if you're, you're a Christian or whatever, you, the universe, God, whoever, you know, for me, it's God, but he's given me all these gifts and I'm not meant to just sit on them. Like, that's not why he gave them to me. And we each have unique gifts to share with the world. And so don't, don't sit on those, share them. Because the more you share, the more that's going to come back to you. Oh, I love that. Thank you for saying that. So awesome. So I think we're at the last C out of your five C's of branding. Yes, community. And this is, if you are starting a business, and I see this all the time, people say, well, I don't, I don't, how am I going to get an email list? I don't, I don't want to send my family and friends emails. Yes, you do. Start your community with who you know. And once they have purchased from you, you're going to have to build on to that community. Yes, they're going to have purchased from you, or they're going to be believing in you, and they're going to refer to people to you, or they're going to share your stuff. But at the end of the day, once those people have, you've tapped out on those resources, you have to build on to that community, right? And so to do that, you have to network and build on to that community. So if you are an introvert like I am, networking and going to networking things, especially with three kids and a husband who travels, it's hard to get to things, especially in the evening. And it's hard to get to things that are at 8 a.m. in the morning. So sometimes networking is challenging to do in person. You have online networking now with all of the social media platforms that we have access to. LinkedIn is a great one um, when you're an entrepreneur and you're a profession. Get on there, connect with people, write them a note and say what you do and why you want to connect with them and how you would like to add them to your network of connections. People aren't going to be offended by that as long as you send a note with it and explain to them why you want to connect with them and why you find value in them and why you know you think you could be an asset to each other in your network. The same thing with Instagram. Build that network. Do a search on hashtags with your community, You know the, the name of your town or the name of your area. And start following those posts and connecting with people that could potentially be your clients going forward or a referral source as they see your content. The same thing with Facebook groups. Facebook groups are a great resource for networking online. Be the face of your business by showing up in person as well. Like you really do have to network within your own 
your own community in addition to your online community, especially if you're a local business and you serve local people, local people, you know, if you have people coming to you either to purchase a product or to purchase a service in person. So you can definitely network online. You can network with local people online, but also get out and show your face as often as possible. Sometimes, and what I say for people who really struggle with doing that is if you are a mom or a dad, you have an incredible opportunity just through your children. You see people at school events. um, You see people at sporting events, any birthday parties, any type of activities, get into conversations and tell people what you do. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed to tell people what you do. Tell them because I guarantee you somebody's going to say to you, oh, you do? I was just talking to someone and they need you or I need you. And it always happens that that becomes a resource or a lead for your business. So once your inner community of your family and friends has been tapped out, reach out and you know spread your wings a little bit in those ways I just suggested. And the other thing is with your email list, I always tell my clients that start with those people. You know, if your kid is on a sports team or they have a classroom email list, any of those things, tap into those, add those to your email list. You have the option to unsubscribe at the bottom. They will unsubscribe if they don't want to hear from you. And then you know that they are not your people. They're not the people that you are meant to serve or they're not the people that you are meant to work with. So start there though. And don't be, don't be shy about it. Let everybody know what you're doing because even if they don't need your service, you're front and center now in their mind for the service that you provide or the product that you have. And then they will remember that and refer you. Yeah, because your family, they already know, like, and trust you. The main block I see happening, and probably because it happened with me as well, is because people in my inner circle, they didn't know me as Michelle, the business coach. They knew me as Michelle, the mom, the friend, the employee at that company that I've been with for almost half my life. And so I think that's scary for a lot of people, but there's nothing stopping you from saying, you know what, I'm starting this new thing. I'm not asking for your business, but I'm asking for your support. And here's ways you can do that. If you know anyone that might be interested, um, send them my way. Or here's my website. If you want to leave a review because you know, like, and love me, do that too. There's different ways. If you want to listen to the podcast or if you want to read the blog, here you go. Here's the link. I'd love it if you could share it as you see fit. That's what I like to call like the low-hanging fruit. It's those people in your life that already know, like, and love you. You don't have to earn their trust. You already have it. That is how a lot of people get their first reviews and their testimonials. And even if you are an introvert, I'm an extrovert. And let's say you you really don't have the time once a month to go out into the world in person and network, like you were saying online, don't be afraid to pay for it. Don't be afraid to pay for a membership that has people that you can rub elbows with on your level, as well as those opportunities to barter work or to do work. I can't tell you how many times that I've been in a group or purchased a membership that I'm in and I get interviews, I get coffee chats. Like I have a coffee chat Monday with this woman who said, you know, I really like what you do and what you're about. Can we chat on Monday? And I'm like, sure. I don't know if it's going to lead to like a sales pitch. I don't know if it's going to lead to an interview. I'm just like, I'll spend 15 minutes and hang out with you. I work from home. I'm lonely. I'm an extrovert. I need the outward stuff with people. So such a good point, building the community. It all starts at home with those people that already know, like, and love you. You'd be surprised what kind of seeds you can plant. I've been a part of this 
local networking group. I don't go there to sell. I just go there to introduce myself as Michelle, the business coach, and hang out with other like-minded women. And I've gotten business from that group just by doing that. Never once did I ask anyone, hey, do you want to work with me? It just came naturally. And I think sometimes we make it too hard when it's Mm -hmm. that simple. And you really don't need to sell. Like if you are just yourself, and I think in our personal branding society, we overuse the word authentic, but if you're, you know, I'm, I think transparent and, you know, if you're just real, just be real, tell people what you do and smile, give them a, a taste of your personality and they're going to be drawn to you. And then use that as a way to, to make those connections versus, you know, trying to sell or immediately giving your business card to someone. And that's the other thing I learned years ago is when you go to these networking events, you don't have to feel so pressured that, oh, what am I going to say when I give them my business card? Don't. Don't even worry about a business card. Make it first impression, and then they will either ask for your business card or they will find you on LinkedIn or you ask them for their business card and then connect with them on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever you find them. Perfect. Send them a follow-up email, you know? So you don't have to be so anxious and worried about, you know, what you're going to say. Just let everything unfold naturally, and it it really will. Yeah, connection and outreach is something that we should really spend time on, and not just time, but like time that's very intentional to build those connections. That is definitely a part of building our business and building our brand. So, Robin. Any last comments? If not, I would love for you to share where people can find you and work with you. I know that there's some people out there that need to work on their branding, need to work on those five C's. So how can she or or he reach you? So you can find me at my website. It's robingrahamphotography.com. And Robin is spelled with a Y. I'm sure Michelle will have that in the show notes. Um, But it's Robin Graham Photography. On Instagram, I am the Robin Graham. And on Twitter, I'm the Robin Graham. Everywhere else, I am Robin Graham. And so LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, Facebook, you can find my Facebook page. And if you go to my website, I have a resource page. So if you go to robingrahamphotography.com forward slash resources, I have a lot of lead magnets there, things that you can download for free, um, things that will help you with your personal branding. You can check out blog posts. And my podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's called The Second Phase Podcast. So um, find me on any of those platforms. I'd love to hear from everybody. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. I will definitely link up your resource resource page to our show notes so that someone can start working on these five C's and reach out to you, maybe work with you personally if they so choose. So thank you so much. I had such a great convo today. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Hey, real quick before you go. If you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Put Your Passion to Work. Because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action, and help motivate other passionate women just like us.